Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Our housewife recaps for Everything Iconic are off until the new year. However, don't fret, little bear, because I got a treat for you, and that treat is an interview with Zoe Deutsch. Now, Zoe Deutsch is an actress that I've loved for a while now. I saw this romantic comedy on Netflix a few years back called Set It Up that I just fell in love with. I've watched it a million times. She's got a new movie out on Amazon called Something from Tiffany's that I've also already watched twice. It just came out. I loved it. It's Christmassy. It's romantic. I cannot recommend it enough, especially during this holiday week. If you're looking for something to watch, something from Tiffany's on Amazon. Again, cannot recommend it enough. She also starred earlier this year in a movie called Not Okay for Hulu, which was great. She was in a movie called The Outfit, which during the interview, I think I mistakenly referred to it as The Dress, which is not a movie, but apparently uh, that's what my mind was thinking. Anyway, Zoe was incredible and kind, and uh, she was able to talk to me for a long time, despite the fact that she's a huge star, and I think she's going to be the biggest star in the world. I think she's just got that, what do they say, the genisiqua? Is that a word? Yeah, that's how I feel. I just think she's fantastic. And she also uh, brought up the Kardashians. So about halfway through the interview, we started talking about reality TV and specifically the Kardashians, which was fun for me because I so often focus on housewives here. Uh, so it was nice to dive in. She also uh, brought up Love Island UK, and so we talked a little bit about that. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I do. As always, I will try to put it up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Without further ado, please enjoy my chat with Zoe Deutsch, who, by the way, also is the daughter of Leah Thompson from Back to the Future fame, Caroline in the City, and her father is Howard Deutsch. 
acclaimed director. So uh, she's just comes from a long line of talents. And this movie, Something from Tiffany's, was produced by our dear Reese Witherspoon. Anyway, please enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zoe, I'm such a huge fan too, by the way. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do this. I'm, I am I, um, I, I was requesting being on here, I'm sure you're aware, um, very seriously. I said, we need to add another press day so that I can oh be on. Oh my God, you're the you're best, awesome. you're the best. Okay, let me introduce you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with Zoe Deutsch, star of Something from Tiffany's. I watched this movie twice. I love that this movie incorporates all like the holiday spirit of everything with a little romance. To me, that's like the best of both worlds. But Zoe, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm very happy and excited to be on your podcast. Now, I am friends with Katie Silberman, who wrote Set It Up, one of my all-time favorite recent rom-coms. I think it was so incredible. It's you and Glenn Powell. That movie is, I believe, Netflix. Um, it's, to me, the most rewatchable rom-com of the past maybe 10 years or so. And I think that's really the most important thing. But I texted Katie last night and I was like, I'm interviewing Zoe. Like, what What could I, any, anything special I could ask from that movie? And she told me specifically to ask you about the food props and your character in that movie. She was saying... Um, she said, ask her like which food prop she was most excited about. And she said you were, I think, like ordering Postmates and stuff to set. I might have taken advantage of Netflix being uh it being early days for Netflix and and really um using their company card. Uh I might have taken advantage of it a little bit. No, I would use meals in the scene, but they would also be my meals. Um, but there would be a lot of them. And if you notice and set it up, I'm pretty much eating the entire movie. Um, and that's mostly because I'm always hungry. Uh, and, but I, you know, I would order bar pity. I'd order carbone. <laughs> I, order, I would order pasta like three times, um, a day. And, uh, it played a very integral part in that, in that movie. I, I did get to a point where my costumes no longer fit me. There's a scene where Glenn and I are doing, it's the science, the food dye scene. And I'm wearing a white button up. And in part of it, I think they used a take from, you know, when we, sh- we shot one take with the button up that I had originally been fitted for. And then we realized you could sort of see my tits. So <laughs> the buttons were so like the shirt did not fit at all. So we had like the customers and I go out and get another shirt for me. And then we continued shooting. Um, but I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Sorry. I'm a tyrant. Sorry. I love food. Well, and by the way, I feel like those were the earlier days of Netflix and they were just, it's seemingly throwing money around all the, no, all over no, the place. They, they really, I'm, I'm mostly joking. They really, it wasn't that expensive and they, they weren't, they definitely weren't throwing money around. I just, I, I, I just, here's the thing, the truth too, is that when you're eating in a scene, you have to eat a lot of it. And if you're not on top of it and if you're not um, like really in communication constantly with the props department and the producers and everybody, you end up like getting very sick because you're eating and it sounds obnoxious i'm like oh poor me like i'm eating bad food but really if you're eating food that is not good and you have to eat like 12 portions of it um it it, it's pretty tough speaking of food i threw up um on that movie because i ate so much pizza but it was nice i had joe's pizza it was great but that pizza scene that glenn and i had glenn got like gluten-free and he was like being careful and he was spitting them out in between takes and whatever i ate multiple multiple pies and I got very oh. sick. So, um, you know, it was life imitating art or art imitating life. They had drunk too much in the scene. And so I, I wanted to really feel. Wait, were you drinking in the scene too? Was there, was there booze involved? Oh my God. No, I, w- I would never drink. I would oh. never drink on set ever, ever, ever. Um, well, I'm well, always I... shocked when actors say that they can do that. Like in ter- if you're shooting a scene where you're drunk and they act- I'm shocked when I hear people can do that. I would be terrible. I always think of the story from Practical Magic. Have you seen that with Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock? It's a Halloween movie and they have the midnight margarita scene. And Nicole and Sandra famously have talked about how they got really drunk during that scene because they were just late at night shooting it and making margaritas. And just the idea of that, I was like, I wish I could be on set for that. Sounds so much fun. I think it's a cute idea, but I don't, I would not condone it. And I bet it was the only time they ever did it because it's not (laughs) a good idea. I, I'm like, I I don't know. I think that's a, I I have a very hard line in the same (laughs) with that. I think it's a, it's an interesting thing. You would think that drinking, if you're shooting a scene when you're drunk, would make you better. 
but the thing is about being drunk or, or is you're actually playing against it. Cause when you're drunk, you're trying to act not drunk. You're trying to right. make your words sound like, you know, you're, you're doing your best to present yourself like you're not drunk. So, uh, you actually want to play against it. Yeah. It's like how when you when you're about to cry, usually people don't want it. they're stopping themselves from. They're crying. trying to hold it back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the it's it's the it's sort of um, it's yeah, it's the opposite, you, really. You know, back to the food thing. I think food is such an underrated element of of a lot of movies, and uh, I noticed that with uh, something from Tiffany's too, because you have the whole bread element. And one of the things that I love most in a Christmas movie or a rom com are sort of like the food porn. I I think about like it's complicated, for instance, with the croissants and Marilyn Steve making the the foods, and and so I mean, it, speaking of you eating on the set of Set It Up, I just think it's it's an underrated element of of these sort of comfort movies that sometimes there are missed. I also, I mean, I, or like in not okay, which I, it was a movie I did. Um, that's like, that you were out. so fucking good in that Zoe. So so that good. movie, she's a mess. So yeah. I wanted her to, you know, and I would always, I would come to work every day with a bag of snacks and I would put them in her apartment. And I would always, I would always like always, always, always before a scene, if I was in the apartment, I would take Doritos or whatever, whatever chips I had, whatever. And I'd make, they would call it like my, my crumb, I, I was like a professional crummer because I always put crumbs all over myself. And whether or not you see those details or care about those details, they're fun for me. They're the things that make it exciting, honestly. And yes, it can be a, lo- a little bit more annoying with continuity. And yes, there's more thought that goes into it. But for me in my life, my life revolves around food, you know, uh, that, and, and to imagine a movie where there is no food or a person without food, like you're always coming from somewhere, going to somewhere, you always have a drink or you always have a, wa- like, you know, your phone in your hand props are so vital and, and integral in, in my process. Uh, and I, I guess I really haven't thought about it in this much depth, to be honest, but I just, I, it, I mean, I haven't, I haven't like connected the dots like the way you are about how it is in every single. Well, it's no, it's important for those movies. I think food porn specifically in a comfort film, whether it be a rom-com or a Christmas movie or, or something that has that sort of rewatchability factor. I always notice, and I'm a writer myself and I, I just always think when with that kind of movie, I need to be able to see food porn on screen. And the same way, I think that with Christmas too, and one of the things I love about this, something from Tiffany's is like, you get a little Christmas or twinkle lights on the screen all the time. And sometimes I'll see something that's set at Christmas and they don't have those, those visual elements that I think are really adding to, to this. Even, um, I was just watching the family stone. I love that movie. Um, and it's not necessarily like the most glamorous house, but it's the coziest house. And so you kind of want to live in that Diane Keaton house, even though I don't know, it's not like a huge mansion or anything like that. It's just cozy visually. And I think that's one of the things that I love about escaping into that movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. The thing about you said about the twinkle, it made me think of today. I was on the phone with someone and they said, hey, you, uh, you have a movie that just came out, right? A Christmas movie. And I was like, yeah, I do. And they were like, is it actually a Christmas movie? And I was like, well, I'm Jewish, I, but it's still a Christmas movie. They're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, is it actually take place in Christmas? Because I'm sick of it. People market these movies that are Christmas. And then it like the beginning starts at Christmas. And then it flash forward three months. And I'm like, that's not a Christmas movie. And he was like really upset about it. And I was like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas. Movie. There's twinkly lights. Yeah, there's twinkly lights. <laughs> Wait, there's so I, <laughs> I know you produced this. Did you, uh, were you a fan of sort of the genre beforehand or when you were coming into this project? Like what were sort of the touchstones you were like, we have to have this. Um, whether that be from the Christmas movie aspect angle or the, the rom-com kind of angle, like what were the touchstones that you felt like we need that? Uh, okay. Well, I guess I should, it, um, accidentally as a result of Katie Silverman being a freak genius, I got lucky enough to be put in a, a really amazing rom-com. Um, <clears throat> and then from that point on, I, I just got a lot of a lot of um, rom-com scripts sent my way, which I didn't quite connect to in the way that I connected with Katie's. Um, and I, it wasn't of priority or that much of interest to me to make another one until, you know, obviously until it felt right or until it felt like it was a, a good match. Um, and... Reese Witherspoon, who's my dream mentor, my total idol forever, uh, reached out 
she had seen set it up and she was like, I want to make a beautiful, feel good, romantic movie with you. Like, I want to do this like this. I want more movies like this. And who better on planet earth to collaborate with for, um, for that kind of movie than her. And so it was, it was a process. We, her company was sending me stuff for a little bit and different books and scripts. And I would send them stuff. And then they sent me something from Tiffany's, which I loved because it felt so to me, it really is more, yes, it's the rom-com genre, but it feels more like a romantic holiday movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I love comedy, but I, I, I felt like this veered more towards like just pure romance and like beautiful, sweet, romance and holiday vibes and I'm not being very articulate. Sorry. I've slept like four hours. Um, uh, but it, so it felt different. It didn't feel like I was doing another rom-com, even though I know <laughs> no, it's probably to you. You're like, you're dumb. This is a rom-com. I felt like it was something, yeah, I get it. you know, yeah. and, um, and, uh, and I loved it and I thought it was beautiful and I cried and I laughed and I was like, okay, this is the one I would love to do this with you guys. And to be able to, you know, I had produced three movies before, but to be able to partner with them and, um, on this one was really exciting. And I learned a lot and the whole experience matched the outcome of it. Like it was a very lovely, wonderful, gushy, warm, happy shooting experience. And and the movie is like a warm, lovely, gushy (laughs) movie, which is, I think, rare. Um, uh, But yeah, so I've been involved in this one for a couple of years now. You talked about Reese Witherspoon. I found this quote from a, I think it was a 2017 interview you did, which I'm assuming was probably pre- linking up with her, but you had said she's constantly making efforts to empower and raise up other women. She is a woman that loves other women. I have the utmost respect for her. I don't know her, but if there's somewhere, um, someone where I'm just uh, completely confused by their absolute perfection, it's her. And I just thought that must've been so, I don't know. I sort of believe in all of that kind of like you put something out into the universe and then it comes back to you. But uh, so I must imagine it been really exciting to work with her and talk about someone who knows that sort of comfort film genre, She just does it so beautifully. And and what I love about Reese is that she is able to kind of go in between different projects and do like some of the heavier dramas she's able to do. She's got a new one with Ashton Kutcher coming out on Netflix next year. That's more romance. But uh, I think it's not a lot of people have that kind of charm on screen. And I feel I'm not just bullshitting you or blowing smoke or whatever, but I feel like you have that more so than anyone that I've really seen in a really long time, like the way that you're able, and I don't, you're able to have chemistry with just about anyone, it seems. And I just think, I hope that you keep sort of embracing that, that genre or this genre or whatever, because you're just so fucking good at it, Zoe. That's very sweet. That's, I really appreciate that. I think there's a tendency with uh, artists in general to like not lean in to what people want, which is really interesting. It's like, you want to constantly be proving yourself you want to constantly prove to people, you know, that you can, you're, you can change, you can shift, you can be, you know, everything that they thought you couldn't. And I would be lying if I said I didn't fall under that category. But I think, you know, with this, I, I was so proud and excited to make it and to lean in and, um, and the movie is doing really, really well. And I'm, I'm just, um, I'm very grateful. And I, I definitely will make another happy movie. I I definitely make, it's interesting because I've, I, you know, I've, I've made more movies where I play like full blown scammer. Um, look, we like those too, Zoe. I'm just here to advocate for this genre too. No, I know. No, no, no. (laughs) I I have to do both because I, I'll go crazy if I do too much of one or the other, but, um, I think it's time for me to do what I'm saying is that I've got to do like a musical or like a Oh, do you sing? Yeah. Wait, do you sing? I do sing. I do. <gasps> okay, we need to get that happening. Musical or a horror or a horror musical. How- <laughs> also, wait, I just had read that you had auditioned for uh, the White Lotus season two for the Porsche role. I think it was in BuzzFeed or something. You had yeah. said that. And people were mistaken because the two of you look a lot alike. The um, Haley Lou uh, Richardson, is it? Every, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, 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 it is. Yeah. So I auditioned for it. I was actually in Hawaii when I was auditioning for it. So I was like, it's perfect. I'm going to get it. It feels so like, and then I didn't get it, but uh, it was a very fun audition to be honest. I love auditioning. I'm a weird person. I, I've actually never done a part, um, in a job that I haven't auditioned for, except for the ones that I've produced. Um, I love it. I think it's so fun. I always learn something and it's really scary, but, uh, 
But you're a fan. I'm a fan because as an actor, you actually don't really get that much time to act. Like you, most of your life, you're not acting. So any opportunity to like exercise that muscle, I'm terrified, but I'm like, this is great. I got to push through. But anyway, that was not what you asked me. Yes. I auditioned. And yes, <laughs> Haley, um, Haley is the best. She's so good. Yeah. We're dear friends and are actively trying to, if anyone is listening, we play sisters and knows of an amazing movie where there are two great sister parts, me and Haley want to do it. And we are looking, um, you guys would be so good together. My boyfriend was like, I don't see it. I don't think you guys look like, and then he saw us at a party together and he was like, how I, 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 we have a lot of energy, the both of us, like we are both like vibrating (laughs) with energy. And he was like, Oh yeah, no, you guys are possibly, possibly separated at birth. (laughs) I would love to see like a, a holiday drama, like a coming home drama for, you know, I love that, that we sort wanna, of, I want a full blown drama. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you watch the white Lotus season two? Did, were you able to watch it? Or were you like, I can't, I don't want to. I no comment. Okay, <laughs> okay. <me> too. <laughs> yeah. Too raw. I want, yeah. Okay. I'm pushing for season three guys. guys. You know who I want to start doing, um, uh, this rom-com genre is Megan Fahey. I loved her on that. And she, oh. I feel like, yeah, but we, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So what do you think, um, what do you think it is about this genre that people latch on to? I mean, you said this movie has been a huge success already for Amazon. It's so much comfort viewing, but like, what, what do you think that the audience latches on to? Uh, in terms of this movie or rom-coms in general? Some, something from Tiffany's. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I think, and this was my intention. So, uh, uh, and so I hope this is it translated. I wanted it to feel classic and timeless um, and beautiful and aspirational, um, but also like with a fun twist and make it feel modern and cool. Um, and I w- was kind of a stickler about the aesthetic of it, which I think people are responding to, which I like. Um, I'm happy. Like we had the most amazing DP. His name's Bryce Fortner. Um, made everything beautiful and warm and like a lot of like orange and red tones. And, um, and we use all these cool lenses and the costume designer, just like great vintage pieces. And, um, you know, you like coats that, you know, are from the nineties and whatever that are worn that feel like somebody lives in New York. And, um, and like the detail, I, I just, I, I think sometimes, uh, rom-coms can look like flat and mm-hmm. not aspirational and kind of get cheesy and people, they just like, everything looks like glossed over, which I, maybe that's nice for some people. I, I don't like it. I want it to look real and I want it to look beautiful. And I care a lot about that. Uh, uh, just cause it's feel good and happy. Doesn't mean it has to be cheesy and like not aesthetically please. Yeah. <laughs> not that like I'm judging a book by its cover, but I do really care. Filmmaking that's such an integral important part of it. And um so I I'm happy it feels like people are responding to that and like that and and um uh and I think people are responding to the food element like you said and I think people are responding to um that there's no bad guy, you know? Like everybody's just sort of they're just I, you're either meant to be or you're not, which yeah. is nice. Like there's no you know, um, and two hot men, really, by the way, Kendrick Sampson, who plays your love interest. He's very from insecure. He was great on that show. Uh, that is what I should have led with two hot men, two hot men. <laughs> and also wait. So this blew my mind. Cause I watched it twice. I, I told you, but the second time I watched it, I was like, this guy looks so familiar and it's Jack Nicholson's son. And I'm like, Holy shit. He looks so much like him. I uh, yeah. Like it's, that's wild. Uh, very attractive. Yeah. He, it looks identical to his father. I, 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 I it's uncanny. <laughs> Did, I know your parents, um, uh, Leah Thompson and Howard talk Deutsch. About, talk about Nepo babies. You've got two. No. Of- <laughs> but I was going to ask, has either of your parents ever worked with Jack Nicholson? I don't know. I haven't asked. Maybe my dad was, had crossed paths with him at some point. I'm sure they were knew each other, but I don't, I don't know if they've ever worked together. I know your dad worked uh, extensively. He directed two of the most brilliant John Hughes movies, uh, 16 Candles and um, Some Kind of Wonderful. Uh, right? uh, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. Pink. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm so fascinated by John Hughes. I mean, what a 
brilliant writer he was. And he was able to capture that, that time period and also the Midwest so beautifully. Um, I don't know. You're both your parents are brilliant, but I'm sure your dad has great John Hughes stories. It's funny with my parents, to be honest, I don't know much about their careers or their lives. Um, we didn't like sit down on Friday night and be like, Papa, tell me about Hollywood, you know, <laughs> in the way that maybe people would think. And I guess it's, it's a shame because he, they do have extraordinary stories to tell, but, uh, I really only hear them when other people tell me or like there's been a, a couple instances where there's been Q and A's that I've gone to for things and they've said stuff. And I've been like, really? Are you guys lying for like to say, no, that happened, you know, um, but gosh, I'm so proud to be their kid. They're the best people. They work so fucking hard. There's, I haven't seen my dad in six months. He's been on location shooting. My, my mom, I just saw last night for the first time in four months, she was shooting. She's directing a lot now. Like they hustle so hard. They work so hard. They're so good at their jobs. They're so kind to people. It's um obviously there's a lot of conversation. I, I said Nepo babies, but there's a whole thing circulating about it. And like, what's so interesting for me is I never shied away from talking about it. And I actually feel just like, like, like I feel my heart being warm right now. Like I feel so proud and grateful for the privilege of being raised by artists and, and all the, all the doors that were opened for me. Like I'm so lucky. And I know that, um, and they're the best. So, and they both seem like very well-grounded and wonderful human beings from, from the outside, at least totally fucking nuts too. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) No. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, I always remember your mom from Back to the Future. I think that was so important. And I, I was like, I wonder, I guess you wouldn't watch those movies because why would your mom put on Back to the Future or something? Right. It's Yeah, it'd be weird. And then I saw, I remember actually very early, I was like, my, one of my first interviews I did, it was for Vanity Fair, like the Vanities thing, which used to be a huge deal. You know, magazines now really, unfortunately, don't mean anything to anyone, but uh, it was a huge deal back 10 years ago. And I it was a page in Vanity Fair. Anyway, it was like the up and coming person and you only have a couple of questions to answer. And I said something. So I just, it just came across so rude. They were like, have you seen, I was like, no, I've never seen any of my parents' movies. And it just sounded so ungrateful and gross. And like, I was almost like bragging about not caring about my parents' hard work. And then from there on out, when I saw that, that's the thing I think people don't realize, which is so interesting I don't need to get into this, but anyway, I, I, after that moment, I was like, I should watch my parents' stuff. I should be more invested. I, you know, in their careers and care more because it's hard, because it's a hard business to be in and they've lasted a long time. It's so interesting to me. You, you sort of stopped yourself there. You were saying something and I feel like celebrities now, you must be so in your head about having being interviewed all the time because something you could say could be so taken out of context. Like you were saying with that interview, you, you weren't meaning any shade towards your parents. Actually what I was going to say, yes, that's true. But actually what I was going to say is if there's anyone listening who goes to therapy and if you've ever had a therapist that uh, repeats things back to you that you've said, and it's, I mean, I have one therapist who's really extraordinary. She's a specific type of therapist. And I basically will rant the way that I am right now for 15 minutes. And she'll simplify like in a sentence what I've said and what, what my actual, like, what are the, what did I just say really? And I will be shocked at what I said to her, even though oh, it all interesting. And it's a very painful experience to think that you're conveying something and to say you're saying something and then you read it back and you're like, holy shit, is that how I sound? Is that, it's a very, uh, spiritually conflicting and painful, not, not to get like, yeah, it's weird. Imagine if you were, I mean, I know you understand, but speaking and then read it back three months later and you were like, that's what I, I don't know. What, right. Sometimes it's taking out of, out of context. Sure. And sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's actually it's, what you said. And you're like, and holy fuck. I talk like that. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I, I said that? that doesn't feel like truthful to me. And that's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> no, it happens. I mean, editing this podcast sometimes, cause I'll, I'll listen back yeah. and I'm like, holy shit. I didn't mean to say it like that. Or or, or whatever. Yeah. But oh, it happened. Or people will reach out and say like, I can't believe you said that. It's like, I didn't mean it like that. I hope no one thought I meant it like that. Of course. 
course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course you have that all the time. I'm sure. And it's, but I think you're, but you're like a big star. So I feel like that must, that pressure must be exhausting. Like to, you're a big star. Yeah, well, thank you, you are a big you. star. No, I, love I love you. Wait, speaking <laughs> no. of, wait, just to get back to big stars. So did Jack Nicholson ever like call in the set or something? Like, I just want to imagine that Jack was just showing up. <laughs> he didn't, but I, I definitely did tell Ray that, you know, I am a super fan. I know, I, is his dad retired? Is he, is Jack retired now? I think he is. I think he's not okay with me. I mean, uh, honestly, he's a huge, um, insp- you know, when people go like, were there actors that you watched that, you know, I sort of point to like Catherine Hepburn and Jack Nicholson as like the two actors where I was, you know, cause he played such horrible people constantly mm-hmm. and I loved him and I was like whoa and that is you know with these characters like in Buffalo or or um not okay or um flower I don't think they're horrible but other people perceive them to me and I really think he was the the, the inspiration for <laughs> wanting the to go down that yeah the blueprint I mean he's yeah. The greatest. He's the greatest. I mean, even in like something's got to give, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. But you still want them together at the end. I don't know. I love that movie so much. So much. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Zoe Deutsch. I want to thank ACAST. I also want to let you know that if you're looking for a holiday podcast to binge over the holiday season, check out my other show. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, which I host with my best friend, Jenna Brister. And we dive into all the holiday movies of yesteryear and today. So it's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be right back. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts 
out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Wait, so what do you watch? Like, what are your, what, what are the, your kind of comfort movies? What are the ones that you'll either, you're watching on TV and you'll, you'll stop if it's on or um, something you put on? Do you have those? Yeah, I do. But right now, all of it's on hold because I've gone into a deep, deep, deep um, Love Island problem. So like, I can't watch anything. I can't get invested in any movies. I can't do anything except for Love Island. I don't know if you watched it. I know obviously you're a real house. You're big on yeah, house Bravo vibes, but have you ever watched Love Island? No, my boyfriend watches it and I haven't been able to get on board. I, I do worry that I would love it too much. Like, I just know that I'll, I won't be able to stop. Like I get the way that I am with Bravo. It's like, I get addicted. And then all of a sudden I'm starting a show about Love Island and I'm talking about it nonstop. So I, I would love your advice also about what, what real house, like, where do I start with that? Because I, know. I, I couldn't. Okay. You were on Watch What Happens Live with Tinsley, too, which I want to know about, like, how that was. I watched, like, a season. I, like, binge-watched it. It's funny you say that. My friend who's obsessed with you was like, say that you met Tinsley. I was like, I, I really knew that. <laughs> was one time. I was like, I'm not going to, like, go on a deep dive about Tinsley. Like, No, that's what we like. <laughs> um, no, because that's not truthful to me. My yeah, truth yeah. is that I am deeply, deeply invested in Love Island and think it's made me a better person. I think that Love Island has made me um, a better person. And I'll tell you Why? Why? I do you do the UK or the is it there's two versions right or I would never do anything other than UK I would yeah, be okay. a monster and you would have to end this podcast that's right. what Matt watches he watches the UK version and he my boyfriend will start to talk like them like they have that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> he always says to me can I have a cuddle or I can't do it <laughs> it's so funny to me because all they do is have a chat like especially in season, <laughs> I think it's like six they don't there's, there's nothing that actually happens. They're just having a chat. So when they're having a chat, they're just chatting about having the next chat and nothing <laughs> happens. And it's the funniest. That's thing. how housewives is too, though. It's like, let's, um, you know, we need a meet to talk this out. It's like, let's schedule another meeting to, to talk about this. It's like, well, you're talking right now. Like, just talk about it there. Just talk about it there. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, it's made me a better person because maybe you, maybe that something about this resonates with you. Maybe not. My brain truly goes into like a meditative state. I truly relax. And I truly, I have this aura ring, this fucking stupid aura ring that's controlling my life that like tells me my, my, you know, yeah, you sleep with it. It tells you how you sleep and everything. Right. Yeah. 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 It also tells you your heart rate um, stuff. I like am literally sent into like a Zen mode. Catatonic. Catatonic, pure meditation, no amount of real meditation or like real like self-help and sound baths and hypnotherapy could ever compare to the true feeling of like Zen when I watch Love Island UK season three alone or when I watch Kardashians with my best friend Carver. Those Wait, two I, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm, and then the reason it makes me better is because I come out of that and then I'm able to truly be like, it's like cobwebs were cleared. And it sounds, I know for people that don't watch reality TV, they're like, no, you're creating cobwebs. I'm like, no, you don't get it. No, yeah, no, it's an escape. And I always feel like I feel I'm the same way with housewives. And there's something really soothing to me about the women on screen and all the drama coming out on the show that I'm watching. Cause I'm not dramatic in real life, but I get it all out of my system when I'm sitting down for that hour. And I, I'm never at more peace. And did you watch the Kardashians on Hulu? Like the new one? Of course. Uh, what are you thinking about it? What am I thinking? Do you I like the move to Hulu? I love it. Yeah. I, you don't? I love the whole thing. No, I'm I so, do. I do. I love that. It, I feel like, you know, I love the more like you see the, the crew and I love the, oh, I love all of it. I am yeah. a hard dash super fan. <laughs> okay. But so Kim had just recently tweeted, like, what do you guys want to see next season? 
and people responding because some people like the hijinks, some people like the drama, some people like the glamour. And my opinion of the like last season on Hulu was that it started to feel like a little too glamorous, like the, and I'm happy and I, I like the wish fulfillment of it, but then there got to be a point where I felt was feeling like gross. Like every time uh, they were going to plan the wedding, uh, Kravis was going to do the wedding. And I, it was just like getting a little too over. Am I making sense? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. To me, I like, Oh yeah. I mean, like the spectacle of it all is what I love. Like I, that's the escapism. Like it's how I imagine what maybe people used to love about the Royal family. Like it just looked, I mean, I'm not, I know I'm going to get in trouble for compare, but <laughs> I'm not comparing them to the, I'm just saying this. Sort no, of like, Whoa. There are Royal are family they, here on everything iconic. <laughs> who are these creatures? Like, you know, and, and the thing is what's so interesting to me is I work with some of the same makeup artists. Like I work with the designers, like when they're going to the Prada show, like that's my friend who's in the show, like all these things. But then when I watch them do it, it's so much more insane. Like it's not, that is not how it is for anybody else. They make it totally insane and a spectacle. Oh, interesting. Like, like going to the shows and all that stuff, like all that stuff. It's just weird for me because when I watch it, I'm like, this is crazy. And then I'm like, Oh, I work with her and I know that person. <laughs> and I, oh, that, like, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. it no, I get it. I get it. I, I realized this last season I was watching it and it felt like they don't ever ask anyone around them questions about their lives. But then I was like, well, they probably do. And it just gets edited out. But Oh, oh, you mean like... Like the makeup people, the hair people. It's always them being like, so what do you think about Chris doing this? I want to be on the record and say this. Because I want good Kim karma. Every person who I have ever... And I have a lot of people in my life who work with her and in her orbit say that she is like truly the kindest person. I've heard that too. And and like you, you know, truly curious about people, ask questions, takes time is very generous and lovely. And I would just like to go on the record as a super fan and, um, and say that positive thing about who her. do you like the most out of all of the Kardashians? Is there yeah. one that Kim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kim is God. Yeah. When she was, <laughs> when she, were they in Miami, when she was in Miami, like waiting, she was sitting down, like editing the photos and like doing the yeah. photos. <laughs> I was like, you're my God, you're God tier. Like, Chloe just wanted to go out and she's like, I'm doing this for you. I love it. I'm j'adore. Je obsess. Like, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. It is- I want to get eyes on Rob though. I do feel like we need eyes on Rob. Sure. I, it, for me, if I had endless live stream of just Kim 24 seven, that would be my dream. <laughs> I just want more Kim and Kylie love I know we're getting in the weeds with this, but what did you make of the the Met Ball Marilyn Monroe thing? Because that was ridiculous. That was the other thing. I'm like, I've been to the Met Ball three times now. I was so confused about the whole thing, to be totally honest. I was like, what's going on? I, I I've never heard of even like Rihanna having a changing room there. Like, I've never heard. You know, when you the thing about the Met Ball too. That's so funny that I'm, I think people do know is it doesn't matter how famous you are. Everyone waits in a line to do the carpet every single person. So you're standing in line with like the most famous people in the world. And it's kind of weird to see like famous people standing in line. You're like, Oh, you wait in line. I didn't know. You know, I'm sitting there like, why is what? Like, anyway, she didn't wait in the line. I'm confused. She, she just had a whole separate area. Anyway, I, and there was this whole controversy. I was so confused why she was so obsessed with it and why it was so important to her. Like if the dress didn't fit, why didn't you just go a different route? I, I was very, it was like, she became hyper fixed hyper-focused and hyper-fixated on... Is that a word? Yeah. Um, sorry, again, I'm a little tired. Now, how do you feel about the theme about Met Gala? Do you, are, do you think it's important for celebrities to really put a lot of thought into the theme or do you go with look first? I love the theme more than anything, but I need people to understand You most people don't actually have a huge say in that. It's the designer. So it, uh-huh. it, it's also, there's a lot of different cooks in the kitchen. So maybe if you have more power and you're Kim and whatever, and you're not going with a designer and you're invited solo, most people are invited by a designer that was approved by the designer is inviting you, obviously approved by Anna. And then the designer sort of takes the lead. Yes, you can, different designers have different processes, but like sometimes you can be, people can be put in situations where you're, you're not dressing the theme, but it really wasn't your choice. 
This is blowing my mind. I Because I think the criticism is always like, oh, that person didn't understand the theme. Yeah, that's not. No. Wow. Wow, Zoe, wow. Uh, but that whole thing with the Marilyn Monroe dress is like, it's sitting at Ripley's, believe it or not, in Orlando. Like, I don't think we need to act like it's uh, the most prized possession in the world. Like, not Kim, I'm saying the backlash. I can't believe she wore that dress that, you know, Marilyn Monroe wore. It's like, who cares? It was sitting in a, a wax museum or whatever. Not a wax. That's a different thing, wax museum. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. The whole thing was very confusing to me. That part I actually didn't like. I didn't like that was my least favorite storyline of the whole season was the storyline. So you're not able to get into the housewives, even though you love seemingly housewife adjacent stuff. I well, that's the thing. I just need to know. I watched that season with Tins and I was very excited to meet her and talk to her, but then I just haven't, it's just not been. And I do like Bethany Frankel, like just because I see her on TikTok and she's hilarious. I saw, her, I saw her, I saw her, I saw her jingle ball and my, and I, she was like sitting next to me or whatever. And I was like, hi. And my boyfriend was like, do you know her? And she gave me the, like, she was like, so not interested in, I, like, she was mad at me that I said hello. I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was very, that sounds right. Yeah. It was, I was like, yeah. oh, never mind. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know her, but that was, I was shocked actually. I, it was, it was a, not lovely response. <laughs> Doesn't shock me, Zoe. Let me just say that, and I will leave it there. Uh, it's funny though because on TikTok, that's why I was like, "Oh, I wanted to like say something to her, but I won't again because I, got, I the message was received that I should never speak to her." <laughs> right. right. Uh, it's funny though that you don't watch Housewives, but I feel like even if you don't watch Housewives, you're sort of tangentially aware of the the players. So it's like people know Bethany, and oftentimes when I talk to people who maybe don't watch, it's like they know the players. Yeah. Yeah. Is Kathy still on? Kathy's on Beverly Hills. Yes. The whole Beverly Hills. I mean, Beverly, they're all really good. But I think in terms of starting point, New York was used to be my favorite. It was always the best. They had a couple bad seasons recently. But to me, it's it's just as is the best TV, those early seasons. And then Potomac's really good right now. There's oh, a lot. I watched it's so a little much. bit of Potomac on the plane, and I thought that it was very riveting. But yeah, I, I love Kathy Hilton. Does Paris ever get on the show? I'm yeah, Paris kidding. pops in. Yeah, I think you would like Beverly Hills. I love Paris so much. You would like I Beverly love. Hills. It's got a Chris pops in too. Chris Jenner pops in on Beverly Hills because she's friends with Kyle Richards and Kathy and, and all of them. And Beverly Hills more than the others has that sort of aspirational, even though the women I don't are definitely not as rich as the Kardashians. I mean, maybe Kathy, but the other women, it's got that kind of vibe where it's glamorous and pretty and you know, we're watching rich people. And then also some of them are actresses too. So there, you get a little bit of the Hollywood stuff and it's Maybe good. it's too, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to start or what to do. It, it's, I, I, maybe it's too much. Maybe I just need to stick to Love okay. Island. I finally found my safe haven. You finally, you finally, you're calling. I've never been a bachelor person either. No, I dipped into the bachelor world and people love it, but I, I couldn't do it. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Me either. Yeah. It's a lot. And, it just feels so, I say that as someone who just was talking about how good Housewives is, but a Bachelor World seems so backwards to me, like the competing for a man situation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I, I All I know is Love Island should uh, be like mandatory <laughs> for like, if you have, if you struggle with anxiety, like I do, like it should be like, you have to have a dog, you, you know, go to therapy, you have to watch Love Island. <laughs> I totally agree. Reality TV is a safe haven for all of us. Um, getting back to movies though, like what um are there comfort movies from your pet? Like are there rom-coms or something? Like are you like a or I mean legally yes. blonde, I don't really consider a, a rom com, but that's in that yes. genre. Like what is something that you have to watch all the time? Ten things I hate about you. Okay, yeah. Just the most incredible movie. Um, you know, ever. to me, not to interrupt you, I just asked you a question, but and I had talked to Katie um about this. It's like you develop a, the audience develops a, a closer relationship to actors who are in these kinds of movies than they do with something like a Marvel, which I love those movies and everything. But of course, you're becoming as an audience attached to Iron Man or Captain America or whatever, not necessarily the actor. And I feel like with something like Set It Up or something from Tiffany's or 10 Things I Hate About You, or you're, you're becoming attached as an audience to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the charm of that person, even though they're still playing a character. Uh, I just think it's, um, you develop a relationship and you then, so for me, 
when I see you in anything else, whether not okay, that you're so brilliant, but I'm like, oh, that's my girl. Like, even though that's crazy, but I think as an audience, you're thinking you get that attachment from something like a 10 things I hate about you. Then going forward, when I see Julia Stiles, even to this day, I'm like, oh, there's my girl, Julia, because I will watch her a hundred times in this other movie. I totally agree with you and have that same feeling with people. You know, there was a quote that really resonated with me, which was, um, people forget what you say and do, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And there's some, it, it made me think of that quote when you were saying that, because I do think if someone makes you feel good and feel cozy and, you know, you associate your, the image of them is associated with that feeling, you, you carry that, you know? And I totally have that experience with, you know, some of the, you know, these great movies where, um, Gosh, there's so many, I, I you know, but, uh, I, I mean, I feel that way about Reese. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, and-, and then when you go see Reese and something else, I'm excited to see her uh, Yeah, I'm like rooting because for I her. love those movies that she did and yeah. continues to do. I mean, I, yeah, I love what Reese is doing. She's so good. Um, okay. I ask Zoe, all of my guests, these next two questions, your favorite Mariah Carey song. Oh, and okay. if you were. If you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive. Riot Carey song. Fuck. God damn it. And I knew I knew I had to do this. And I didn't okay. even, I was, I was going to prepare. No, it's okay. Just, you can't say all I want for Christmas because a lot of guests say that and I get mad. No offense. I love that song. I worship it. Always be, and maybe that Always one. be my baby. That's a good answer. Uh, touch my body. No question. Touch my body is a crazy song. Oh, that song is insane. So um, is it that? I yeah, touch my body. Yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm trying to think if it's either touch my body. I think it's always be my baby, but touch my body is just so beyond bonkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the? There's a lyric in all up in my business, like a Wendy interview. I just think it's like the best lyric. I think that's from Touch My Body. Uh, okay, so a sexiest man alive. If you were choosing for People Magazine, who would you choose? You can't choose the boyfriend, even though I do find him very, very sexy. Gosh, I, it's gonna be boring for you. It's the obvious answer, but he is the sexiest man alive. Your boyfriend? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. Glenn? <laughs> no. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the sexiest man alive yeah. of all time. Yeah. And Paul Newman more than... Oh, my God. Did you watch the Paul Newman documentary series? It was um, on HBO. No, I need to, though. I hear it's great. Zoe, it's really, really good. Really, really good. Who's um, your sexiest man alive? You know, it it flips all the time. I mean, I like a lot of men, <laughs> like a lot of dick here on everything iconic. No, um, I. Uh, hey, so do ch- I. Hey, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Channing Tatum really does it for me. Like, I think the way he moves and he's just seems nice and sweet, but like also like he could really give it to you good. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's extraordinarily attractive for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah. I think there's an energy that comes. Paul Newman had that energy. Brad Pitt, I feel, has that energy because some of these actors are very pretty, like very good looking, but don't have like the energy, like, you know, a good sexual energy. Is Brad Pitt an Aquarius, though? I only I go, it's only Aquariuses for me accidentally. But let's I see. Guess, what are you? What are, what's your sign? I'm a double Scorpio, baby. Interesting. I just saw this thing. It was like backed away. <laughs> no, no. I, I was just thinking, I saw this article literally yesterday or something about Brad Pitt and it was talking about his ass in the nineties. It's probably on some gay website or something. You're like, Maybe I, I just dreamed it up. Random thing. Like a very deep Reddit <laughs> dive. It was someone. Yeah. It was a message board on Reddit. Um, you're obsessed with Reddit, aren't you? You're like a big no. Reddit. Am I making that up? No, I'm definitely not obsessed with Reddit. That would be really funny. I feel like somebody, I just saw something. See, all these things come to my mind and I don't know where they are. go. Um, but it was an odd thing about Brad Pitt in the 90s. And like, it was about his butt dimples. I think it was from Fight Club, maybe, where you see like his back butt dimples. You don't even see his butt, but it was like everyone became so obsessed with him just from the butt. Anyway. You know, how, can you imagine how stress, stressful it must be to constantly walk into a room and immediately have to disarm everyone because everyone is just like your mind is blown by how hot like i i know i, I know people don't generally have a lot of empathy for hot people um <laughs> no, but Zoe, i, I think it, you're I a hot person i think I'm you're a hot, hot. you are I'm a hot, hot person no no, no, oh, no, no my god so you're a hot person are you kidding me Danny, i am not a hot person no, you're a hot person okay i'm not but but imagine being brad pitt i mean but brad pitt too is like 
talking about? I was talking about, I was on um, the Today Show last week and they were like, Chris Hemsworth was here yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, like he's amazing. What a great actor. Seems like such a nice guy. And they were like, and he was so nice. He helped the door for all of us. He was so lovely. And I was like, oh my God, he must have to just constantly be aware of at every given moment. There's somebody, multiple people swooning. And I... See, Chris, I think Chris. We're here Hemsworth, raising awareness for hot people. No, I know. <laughs> Poor Chris. Poor Brad. And I know I'm going to let you go because I'm keeping you too long. But the, uh-huh. uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, to me, he's one of the most just physically beautiful specimens ever. But I need him. I've been saying this for years now. I need him to do a rom-com because I need that charm from him that I don't get from the Marvel stuff. And I love him as Thor and he's so hot and I want to ride on that, but it's like, I need him to give me like a little, a different side. And he's shown that a couple of times with like comedy. And I find him sexier when he was like a cameo in the vacation reboot and Ghostbusters. I think he did. He had a small role where he's funny, but I need him to do something where he could be charming. Like Glenn to Glenn Powell from set it up or uh, Kendrick in this movie. It's like, I getting a charm from them that makes me want to love them in, in a more a deeper way. You know what? I have a movie for Chris Hemsworth. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to put it in my back pocket. He would be great in anything. Yeah. He's so charming. So and if you want another rom-com, I got a rom-com for you too. I got one written if you're ready. You do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Send it yeah. to me. Well, we we'll talk about me. it later. I'll Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
Zoe, I'm going to let you go. I could talk to you forever, but I, I'm such a humongous fan of your work. Everyone's going to check out something from Tiffany's on Amazon. It's incredible and it's comforting. And it's something I think you can watch with really your whole family. There's like a family element too that we didn't really get to talk about, but I, I think it's weaved into this movie, uh, so beautifully. And I just think parents can watch it with their kids. And also if you want to watch it with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, it's just really comforting and lovely. And I just hope and pray that you keep making these because you are truly the best at it. And I want you to get Glenn back together and do another thing. You're the best. Thank you so much for letting me be on your show and your podcast. I, I, I hunted you down for this. So I really, I was so great. I couldn't believe it. I was like, cause I love you. And I tried to get you on for the dress and I don't know what happened. Something happened, but, um, so I was so excited when I was very excited. And all my, all my East coast best friends are, um, deeply in love with you. You should know like deeply, deeply in love. So oh, I love them. Back. I'm, I'm getting some points with the, okay. with the girls. Being oh my God. Tell the girls I said, hi, <laughs> thank you Zoe so much. We should all hang out. Me, you and Katie. I would love that. I would love that. Zoe, thank you. Congrats on the movie. Thank you so much. Danny. Bye. 